You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Monday afternoon, 1.30 on the Eastern Seaboard, and we have a great show for you today. Before we jump in and say hello to my cohorts, I want to remind everybody this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. They have the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 with their water-resistant technology. It is fantastic. I love mine. So should you. Go over to Manscaped.com, type in the promo code Hoopball20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping. Uh, Devin, as always, I have you on the line. And John, John, what's up, man? How are you? Doing well. How about you guys? We're doing Thanks for having me on. John, give the listeners a little background about you and maybe uh, your last name as well and uh, introduce you to to the new cast here. John Ryan, and I founded uh, John Ryan Sports uh, 26 years ago while working on Wall Street as a chief currency strategist. And um, a fellow partner said, uh, why don't you apply your tools that you use to trade the sports? And I looked at him like, uh, like he was nuts. And lo and behold, we, we found patterns that exist in sports just like they do in the marketplace. And, and it's been uh, a lot of fun ever since. Awesome. Well, I'm so, looking forward little bit more about that and uh, as always we have Devin with me as well. Devin what's up man how are you today? Doing really well super stoked for today's episode we got some really good things to unpack and a wonderful new guest and I'm looking forward to the insight. Uh, I think we're gonna get some really good analysis from Mr. Ryan here. Yeah well uh, I mean I had a pretty good Sunday hit hit that teaser and now we're two for two two weeks in a row since I've been giving out those teasers we had the, a big sweat there and a couple games we got there um, I actually took that teaser a few times, so it was a nice little payday, had a pretty big day 
uh, NFL wise as well. Uh, I did go three and two in the super contest, started off the day three and oh, uh, and then the bears let me down and the Raiders let me down. So I went three and two, not too bad. Still two games over 500 in the contest. So hopefully we'll get a little five Oh run a couple weeks in a row and head, head up the leaderboard. Let's kick it off today. We're talking about the NFL uh, Monday night action. We have uh, the Camless New England Patriots going into Arrowhead, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are an 11-point favorite in this one. Over-under is 49. Uh, John, I'll throw this one out to you first. Uh, how do you think that this game is going to be impacted with Cam not being on the field, not knowing really too much about the uh, quarterback in New England? And uh, do you see any value in this line? And if so, let us know where. It's a very tough game to, to handicap at this point. Um, the one thing I did put together over the weekend uh, was taking a look at Andy Reid and uh, Bill Belichick and seeing how they do with extended rest, meaning more than seven days. And uh, both of them are outstanding with the extra days of rest, uh, especially coming off bye weeks. Uh, but if I factor out the bye weeks, it's still – uh, remarkable and, and Belichick actually as a dog is uh, has been a, a bet that the professionals have loved for since he started coaching the Patriots in 2000 or 1999. Um, so the one thing I did did see that uh, Reed has coached 366 games he's won 63 percent of them. Um, he would have won more if he wouldn't have been the head coach of the Eagles quite frankly but uh, that came up to a career record of 219 wins and his against the spread record is 191, 155, 55%. If you just blindly bet Andy Reid, you would have done extraordinarily well. Um, now, Andy Reid in a specific situation for tonight, he's 10-0 straight up and against the spread, uh, covering these games by an average of 7.2 points when having more than seven days of rest and favored by 5.5 to 10 points in home games since 2000. And the under is 6-2 and two pushes. Uh, so that's a really good um, situation, in my opinion. Uh, turnovers in these games has been monumentally in favor of the team he's coaching. Uh, his teams, his defenses have forced two and a half turnovers a game versus his offense only giving up 0.8 turnovers a game. Um, you know, quickly here with Bill Belichick, um, I mean, literally, whether you like the guy or not, it's hard to find a trend that works against him for a long period of time. Um, and that's the case with this, too. Uh, he's won 302 games out of 439, uh, obviously in the Hall of Fame. And um, what I did with him is I took him as an underdog and then sorted it by month. So in the month of October, he's gone in his career. There's been 83 games, 55 and 26 with two pushes against the spread for 68% winners. Again, just blindly taking him as, a, as an underdog. Um, and then the straight up record is 65 and 18. Uh, so nearly as good as the ATS record. I, I mean, it's better than the ATS record. Uh, but the fact that the ATS record is so close to the straight-up record is is remarkable in its own right. Yeah, I mean, 
this is going to be a tough one just because Cam's not playing. So not a lot of offensive snaps for the backup with this Patriots uh, starting lineup here. Speaking of overs and unders as well, you made a good point about how these games with Andy Reid uh, have been going under the total in a majority of them. Um, but, you know, 2020 is a different season. Not too many fans, if at all, if any. Uh, a lot of the totals in the NFL have been going over. So if you've like teased all the totals, you know, up or down, I should say, and bet them over, uh, they've been hitting at a pretty high clip this year. So, you know, you may want to be wor- you may want to be wary about that going into tonight's game, just because of the fact that this season's a little bit different than all others. Devin, uh, any thoughts for you on the Patriots Chiefs games? I'm still making heads or tails out of this one. Well, I am appreciative of all the coaching numbers that John gave us there because the first thing that stuck out to me in this game was the coaching matchup. It's two of my favorite coaches and probably two of the biggest masterminds that ever coached in the NFL. And they coach really well and excitingly against one another. And they're always entertaining great football games. So the football fan in me is phenomenally stoked for this one. Brian Hoyer's probably going to be the backup going in, or he's going to be taking the, he's going to be starting. The turnover numbers that John talked about, I think those are going to be magnified tonight because Hoyer is starting and look at how aggressive that back end of the uh, Chiefs defense is playing. Lots of tackles for losses, lots of jumped routes, good coverage. Hoyer, you know, he tends to chicken wing a couple over the middle here and there or sail it to a safety at least once a game, it seems like. Um, I want to maybe take both of what you guys said and sandwich it together. I, I really love the under point because I could see these defenses kind of coming in and locking in for a half or at least a quarter intermittently throughout the game, maybe locking in on the first quarter and then the fourth quarter being extremely tight and defensively competitive. Uh, competitive. Then teasing it, like you said, maybe tease it up. Um, so yeah, just kind of listening to what both of you said and then the coaching matchup is, uh, the bright spot of this game for me as a football fan. Yeah. I mean, this could be an interesting game. I think it it will be a little bit more competitive than people think. I think this line is a little inflated here. I mean, I understand you got, you know, future, I mean, this guy has only been in the NFL uh, for a short period of time, but you know, future hall of famer, if you want to say Patrick Mahomes, uh, huge contract, great player, great quarterback, such a high level IQ out there on the field. Uh, I think 11 is a big number, but I think it's a, uh, I think it's a number worth teasing down. Uh, I'm sure the public will be in that as well, but I, I just don't see a way the Patriots can keep it, you know, within, you know, four or five points here. I do think that, I, I do think the reason they're going with Hoyer is he is a veteran, you know, obviously a little bit of a journeyman, but um, and, and that's why Sidham isn't, isn't getting the start. You know, I think that Belichick's going to trust him a little bit more in this spot, a big game Monday night against the Chiefs. So uh, we'll, look, we'll look and see what develops today. As always, you know, follow us on Twitter uh, for our official plays. Uh, I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Devin's at D-A-L-E-007. John, where are you on Twitter? Uh, it's at John Ryan Sports and the number one. John Ryan Sports and one. All right, easy, easy. Uh, let's talk about uh, game number two. We got a little double header action here uh, Monday night, you know, because of the, the weird season and the scheduling changes due to COVID. And we got the Atlanta Falcons going to Lambeau to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. 
Uh, the Falcons are a seven-point road dog in this one, over-under 57. Uh, John, I'll throw this one again to you first. Uh, do you think there's any value here with the Falcons? I kind of almost want to bet them and, and then not watch the game or maybe make myself throw up a little bit here. Uh, the way they, they've been collapsing, you know, just kind of under this ownership, under this coaching staff and, and Matt Ryan, obviously not Matty Ice. Uh, this Falcons team really just kind of folds a little bit here. But I kind of just want to take the Falcons and the points here. Am I a little crazy on this one? It, it does feel that way. I have to agree with you. Um, the Falcons are 0-3. And they, I can make a case that they, they could be 3-0 and if they knew how to play the second half. Uh, but it seems there's a, a correlation uh, to whatever happened to that team when the Patriots came back in that Super Bowl. They just haven't been right since. And I don't know if that's a, still a direct impact or not. Um, but they're not in a good situation against the Green Bay Packers. I, I think that you would think normally as an amateur better or, or just hanging out with friends at a bar and talking about games at a 3-0 and team, that's 3-0 against the spread. It's vulnerable to losing to the spread to a team that's been playing so crappy. But if you look at the Falcons for three quarters, and you look at their three-quarter stats and take out the fourth quarter, they're one of the top offensive teams in the league. Uh, so that makes you want to take the Falcons and look for the, the upset. Um, I think the line's kind of funny, too. Like, why isn't Green Bay favored by 10? Uh, their favorite, I think I have them at six right now, six and a half. And to me, that seems low. So then I look at that line, I want to I bet the Packers. Um, so that's where, you know, these uh, polarizing thought processes, you know, my mathematics and the models can help me uh, stay sane when trying to figure out who the right pick is. Um, I can tell you that the, the Falcons are in a, a really bad uh, team trend where teams that uh, are playing on the road and are coming off a game in which they had at least a 14-point lead and lost at home, and as I said, they're now on the road, are one and nine against the spread since 2010. So that plays big time into Green Bay. And looking at Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, they're either one, two, or three in all the major metrics uh, for the offenses in the NFL. So it's hard for me to go against that, especially at Lambeau. But again, I always circle back in my head, like why is it only six points? It just, it just seems like it's a, a trap. Uh, the betting flows are overwhelmingly the public is on Green Bay. Uh, so with those consensus and money flows, you wanna be staying on the book side so then that would be to have the courage, as you said, Ira, to go and bet the Falcons and uh, live with the consequences. And you're probably right. I don't think I'd be able to watch the game if I was on the Falcons. Yeah, it's a tough one for me. Uh, I just think that I'm, I'm with you. When the, uh, the book needs a certain team, I, I like to be on that side. I'd like to fade the public, you know what I mean? So this seven line is definitely a little bit fishy. It's come down. I've seen it fluctuate between seven and six uh, throughout the week. Um, but right now, it's uh, at mybookie.ag. Uh, also, go over there, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And you'll get, uh, you'll get 100% match on your first deposit. Um, great lines here. But I see uh, Falcons plus 
plus the seven, minus 115 right now, plus 255 to win the game. I know that the trends have been pointing in the wrong direction when it comes uh, when a team has a 14 point lead and uh, against the spread the next week, not so great. But you got to take into consideration, I would think. The Packers are going to be without Devontae Adams tonight. They're going to be without Alan Lazard tonight as well. Uh, Falcons look like they're going to be a full go here. Uh, they've been playing out of their minds on offense. I think that they do have the firepower to stay with the Packers here. And I think seven just a little bit big of a number here. And I'm, that's why I'm just going to lean Falcons, and I'll probably end up playing it. Devin, I want to throw your thoughts. I know we've said a lot, a lot to unpack there. But uh, obviously, we want to hear what you have to say uh, about this game as well. Sure. So you've touched on the receiver injury aspects for both teams, and that's a little bit of where I was going to go because, as you know, Ira, I talk about injuries a lot. It's, uh, I think it's important to keep in mind of what could affect certain markets, and it's easy to overlook even questionable or probable tags on a pass rusher. Like Dante Fowler Jr., he's probable. So he's going to probably be able to get in there and create a little bit of pressure, maybe, um, that, you know, Atlanta hasn't been able to have over the last couple of weeks. Like you said, full go on their three main guys of Ridley, Gage, and Jones. So that's pretty big. And I'm curious to see, I mean, we're still doing this kind of early in the day. I'm curious to see if the books are going to update by a half point or a point or something, uh, especially with Devonta Adams being out as well. And Lazard, but we knew Lazard coming in. Adams had a decent shot, but as you see, uh, he's not going to be in there. So to piggyback off of both of you gentlemen and talk a little bit about the Atlanta getting the points, I think it, I mean, it's, we talk about it all the time. It ebbs and it flows. And, you know, we talk about how the, how's the teeter-totter eventually going to come back down and 3-0, 3-0 against the spread. Atlanta's got to, do something eventually right I mean um so yeah it's just, it's just one of those things where I think all three of us know sports we see sports we have a little bit of data behind it but overall we're pretty smart three gentlemen about the eye test and our knowledge within the games that we cover because we love it so much this is one of those eye tests where it just is it's going to be hard to go against the grain or I, I guess it's going to be harder to go with the grain this time around uh the Packers being the grain but you yeah, know, going and, against green's fun. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe with these two NFL games, I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play it, but maybe tease to make, maybe play a seven point tease or tease down the chiefs to four tease the over to over 42 and then play the Falcons plus 14 and, you know, maybe over the total as well in that game, you know, uh, over 50. So, I mean, that could be an interesting angle there. I mean, I've been pretty successful with the teasers, but, um, it's kind of kind of how I felt I found a lot of success this year um, in kind of changing my betting with the NFL because, you know, the NFL lines are so tight, you know, there's, there's a lot going on and, and they're just so tight. So, you know, usually it's going to fall right around that number. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of where my strategy shifted just a little bit this year with the NFL, even though NFL have had pretty decent success over the last couple of years. Uh, I think I'm hitting at about 59, 58, 59%, something like that. But um, Very good. yeah, not too bad. So, um, but yeah, the teaser has been good to me. So maybe that's something to look at as well. Um, let's, uh, let's move on to a little baseball action. We got some, uh, some, 
some playoff baseball today, and we got the Houston Astros and Lance McCullers against Bassett and the Athletics. Athletics minus 125 right now, over under eight and a half, shaded to the under minus 115. Devin, I'll start with you here. I know you're our baseball guy. Um, am I crazy to think that this line is, is a little weird right here? Because on, you look on one hand and you're like, hmm, the Astros were really good last year. And on the other hand, you're saying to yourself, well, they cheated, right? And their batting averages have been down. But they've been playing some pretty good baseball as of late. But the Athletics are a very, very solid team here. They've, they've, they've really dominated, I believe, you know, fact check me, Devin, here. But I think they've been dominating Houston this year as well. Um, Oakland, to me, seems like the play. And you're only laying a buck 25 right now with them. Uh, I just don't see see the Astros here can you help me out um probably not because I see the Astros <laughs> um Lance McCullers he kind of gave some lifeblood to them to you know definitely lock in their playoff spot coming into this postseason um Chris Bassett can be shaky with the first five innings so if Houston gets out early I think they have a better bullpen position because they've been using Framble Valdez with his sub one whip coming in those mid innings. So it looks like he's not going to be part of their starter rotation, even though he was all year, but he's going to come in and power pitch. I thought that Matt Chapman in his absence was going to be a bigger factor in that first series against the White Sox. And by the way, there goes my futures ticket on them. <laughs> um, two of them. <laughs> so uh, I think and I said it last series, but I think this is where the bolt starts to get a little loose on the wagon wheel. And yeah, but, but, Devin, but Devin, Bassett's pitched very well recently, right. including a recent victory against the Astros in a 6-0 uh -huh. defeat where he pitched seven innings, gave up seven hits, no runs, four right. strikeouts. His other four starts after that. He's given up a total of two earned runs, and he's gone at least six innings in those games and had at least five strikeouts in all of them. He's been pretty locked in mm -hmm. uh, to end the season. How are you telling me that this Houston, this Houston team is going to be able to hit him today? I just don't see it. First things first, see who was in or out of that lineup against them in that start because the Astros were dealing with tons of big bats being in and out and defensive members of their key defensive rotation and that's the regular season we're talking about postseason so it's all different I lost a lot of bets in that first week of the playoff baseball taking a lot of my vantage points of the regular season so I've thrown pretty much all that out the window and for me it's a conviction in value and I'm convicted that I like Houston in this spot and I think they got the best value being the underdog it's already dropped it's already dropped it's down to Plus 110, then get open plus one and a quarter. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced here. I'm, I'm going to – I'm pulling up the box score from that game as we speak. Bassett – Bassett pitched – hold on. Bassett pitched seven innings, seven hits, no runs, four strikeouts, 89 pitches. He was going up against the Houston – Astros lineup with Springer, Reddick, Brantley, Guriel, Correa, Diaz, Tucker, Toro, and Garnu as the catcher. So yeah, no, uh, no Altuve. Am I missing anyone there? Uh, and then did you say Bregman? Bregman was not in the lineup as well. 
there, there you go. He's a great postseason hitter. I think he could be the X factor, honestly. All right, John, any thoughts for you on this game? Well, I, I like the DAs with all due respect to uh, Devin being on the White Sox there, but um, or the Astros, I'm sorry. I think that the points that you both bring up are, are very valid, and I think the, the big difference is that um, Bassett is, has a .44 ERA, .871 whip over his last three, and um, um, in those games, the run support has been huge. So five, three, and six runs each by the A's offense. In the, in the Astros game, uh, McCullers has an ERA of zero, and he's 0-1. So what does that tell you? That tells you that the offense was absent, and they've scored one, one, and zero runs in each of his last three. Kind of so like the, the kind of like Degrom. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Or the the whole entire uh, Mets starting pitching staff for the last five years. But you know, it's uh, that's the that's the difference between the two teams, in my opinion, is that Bassett has been pitching good. Uh, to your point, Ira. Um, you know, Houston was twenty nine and thirty one, if I remember right, in in the regular season. So they kind of squeezed in there. And they've gotten through the first round, so they have some momentum. And we all remember them as being uh, contenders for the World Series until the Nationals, you know, pulled off pretty much a miracle. Um, but I really like how Bassett's pitching right now, and that could change, as, as Devin said. He's been very shaky in the first half of the season, at least in his first five innings. If he gets through the first three, um, he's, he's going to be good for six or more. Yeah, I agree with you. I, uh, I'm, I'm taking the A's today. I've already bet it, so uh, that's already locked in. I, I have no choice. And I think the line, too, uh, you mentioned that it seems low, right? The, the games are being played at Dodger Stadium. This is where the rounds – you guys already know this, but for our listeners, the rounds now go to a, a bubble-type situation, Major League Baseball version of it. So if I'm right, I think all, uh, all five games, if they're needed, are played at Dodger Stadium. So that would take away a significant home field advantage um, on the line. So I think that's why it might appear a little low. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, but anyways, I digress. Let's move on to the next game, and that is the New York Yankees and Garrett Cole taking on Blake Snell and the Rays. Uh, Yankees minus 155 over under seven, shade of the over minus 115. Uh, Tampa Bay on the comeback is plus 130. I'll throw this one to you first, John. Any thoughts here with the Yankees and the Rays? Yeah, this is uh, my debut on your show, so I, hopefully this will be a good pick. Uh, this is I give out five, seven, and ten star plays. So if you bet $100 per star, you would, you would put 700 on this game. And it's on the Rays. Um, the first part, you know, beyond the machine learning part of it that identify the play is I, I provide betting systems. Um, believe it or not, I have over 3,500 of them uh, that have all done well over time, anywhere from 5, 10, up to 30 years. Um, so this record, this betting system has a record of 69.53 for 57% winning bets, and it's made the $100 better $3,385 over the last five seasons. Uh, the requirements are to bet on all dogs plus 110 to plus 165 that have won eight 
or more of their last 10 games and is now facing an opponent that has won two exact of their last three. So not two or more, but just two exact of the last three. In playoff games, the underdogs are, are five and four, but keep in mind, you're, you're playing dogs that are moderately sized. Um, so that's, how, that's worked out well too since 2015. Um, and then Blake Snell, I've always liked him in the recent years, uh, five and two this year, 12 starts, 291 ERA, 1.13 whip, 20 walks, which is a little high, 72 Ks. But here again, like Bassett in the previous game, Snell's on his game. Last three starts, one and one, 2.16.9 whip, six walks, and 22 strikeouts over 16 innings. And that's what really stands out uh, with me is the 22 over 16. And, uh, and there's no arguing Cole is a, is a stud pitcher. You know, one of the best we've probably seen in the modern era over a, a few seasons. Uh, but he is two and three uh, with a 332 ERA and uh, in nine starts against the Rays. So the Rays, many teams are intimidated, many lineups are intimidated going up against him, but it seems like the Rays uh, have his number. And quite frankly, the Rays are that scrappy team that they hit base hits, they move the runner, they play fundamentally sound, and they're a team that a power pitcher just grows to hate. So uh, that's, that's my uh, play for tonight. That's a, that's a best bet. I love it. I love it because I was leaning Tampa Bay as well. And, and Devin and I have spoken on the show many times about how Garrett Cole just doesn't look uh, the same Garrett Cole as he was uh, in each of the last, you know, you know, each of the last few years. So it's interesting that your, your system's on it because that's kind of where I was leaning as well. Although Cole did pitch a decent game, a good game last game, uh, I expect the Rays to be able to hit him. I expect Snell to have a strong outing as well. So I'm on the Rays plus the 130 as well. Uh, Devin, any thoughts for you here? He made it easy for us, bud. I mean, he, he gave a good system out on the thing that we were both leaning. I love Blake Snell. Um, he had a great start to start the postseason also. So um, let's go Rays. I love it. Uh, I'll add one more thing, too. Yeah. This is getting into um, the advanced uh, analytics that you can you know, download into, into, into spreadsheets uh, freely. So I'm looking at exit velocity and launch angle. So with Snell, he's averaged 6.6 .6 degrees of launch angle, which is pretty much flat. 88 mile per hour exit velocity. Uh, and this type of pitching works well against uh, power hitting teams like the Yankees, where they, they have uppercuts. Exactly. You know, by comparison, Cole has been, uh, and I think this is, alarming actually he's averaged a 17 degree launch angle which is optimal for whether you're using a golf club or a baseball bat um, and the exit velocity is is in the 90s it's 91. Uh, 47 percent of his batted balls in play have been considered hard hit uh, so you know when we saw the first 100 mile an hour pitcher batters were overwhelmed now 100 you know they if you throw it with no movement it's going to get killed uh, so again, with the scrappy hitters, I think it favors, you know, going up against a pitcher like, like Cole. So we'll see. I agree there. Um, any final thoughts, guys? We have a couple minutes left on the show. Any thoughts about, you know, it could be anything, NBA, any, any upcoming NFL next week, early lines, NCAA. We got about a minute each. Uh, 
John, I'll throw it to you first. Anything okay. that you're interested in uh, looking either to NBA or next week's NFL or NCAA slate? Uh, last night on uh, game three and prior to the start, I actually put out a play on Miami to win in the NBA finals. It's nice to know that they won in hindsight, but I also put in there that this is a, the best time I've ever seen to bet on a, a team that's 0-2 to win it all. And the reason I say that is that there's been three other teams in NBA history in which the previous three rounds had a different score being the high score on the team. And the Heat are now the fourth ones. So teams that have had that kind of depth where in each round there's a different name as the hero go on and win the world championship. So when they went down 0-2, I thought, you know, it's a long shot at this point that they're going to come back. But if a team could ever do it, it would be them. And I don't know if you saw the game last night, but uh, Butler was walking off the court and I, you could read his lips. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. So yeah, they let's see. And, and they're a great coach team. They play very good team ball. Love Jimmy Butler. Always have. Devin, I'll throw this one to you. We got about a minute left. Yep. Anything for you looking forward? Yeah, so this weekend's the Red River shootout or Red River rivalry, whatever the term is now. I don't know. And since I'm living back in my <laughs> home state of Oklahoma, I've got to place a wager on it. Being an Oklahoma State fan, this is going to benefit us either way if we take care of business. I like the over because if you look at these teams' defenses early on, they're pretty much Swiss cheese and garbage. So I think the secondaries are going to get exposed. Sam Ellinger, Rattler, there's probably going to be eight to ten touchdowns responsible for between those two guys. I'm locking in the over 70. It's probably going to be a 35-30 game. And, uh, yeah, Red River Shootout. If you got nothing to do on noon on Saturday, uh, check it out. Yeehaw. Well, anyways, guys, thanks for joining us. I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Devin's at D-A-L-E-007. John is at John Ryan Sports 1. Yeah. All right. And make sure you go check out manscaped.com. Type in the promo code HOOPBALL20 to get that lawnmower 3.0 for 20% off and free shipping. That'll do it, guys. Let's go win some money today, and I'll see you next time. This has been a hoop ball presentation. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.